Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Young Finances, where I give you the tools necessary to prepare you for the future of easy sailing. The purpose of this podcast is to give those of you just starting off a foot in the right direction. Being a teacher, I value education. However, I do not feel that financial literacy is being currently taught very well in our system. But you are all doing exactly what you need to do to reach out other places to find these resources. I'm your host and creator, Anthony Iwin. Today's episode, we are going to talk about credit scores and what it means. We will also talk about the importance of what good credit can do for you. So what is a credit score? A credit score is a number that is essentially assigned to you that tells the lenders or people who would like to give out money, your trustworthiness. You might be wondering why you need to borrow money or even ask for a loan. Well, first off, everything is so expensive and people have trouble saving their money. So without being able to afford these larger purchases, such as homes or vehicles, you're going to have to take out a loan. Now, why do they call it a score? Credit scores are numbers that are assigned to you that go from 300 all the way up to 850. Well, can't we all have 850s? Well, wouldn't that be nice? But let's look at the breakdown percentage of people who have these points. 5% of people have a score of 300 to 490. 21% of people have a score of 500 to 600. So about one-fourth of people fall into that category. 13% have a score of 601 to 660. 38% of people have a score of 661 to 780. And then 23% have a score of 781 to 850. So what do these numbers tell you and the lenders when you're trying to obtain a loan? If you are around the 300 to 550, the odds of you being eligible for a loan is very unlikely. This means that if you go in and ask for a $20,000 to buy a new or used vehicle for yourself to get to work because the last one broke down. They're going to look at you and say, no, they don't trust you that you're going to be willing and able to pay them back. Now, if you score a little higher than that, you will most likely be approved for a loan. But just because you are approved doesn't mean you're going to like the terms of your agreement. The higher your number, the better your terms will be with the lender When I say terms, I am referring generally to interest rates that you are going to have to pay. The higher your credit score, the lower your rate is going to be. So now let's take a look at houses. Since I'm also a real estate agent, I often sit down with people and look at mortgage rates based on credit scores. Let's say Mr. and Mrs. Smith are trying to buy a house. They both have a very good job and excellent credit. They both have a credit score around 800. When they go to the bank and say, hey, I'm looking for a $400,000 loan to buy my dream house, the bank's going to look at them and think, well, these people are probably going to pay back the money they owe us, and we do not have to go through any headache. The answer is probably going to be yes, based with that credit score of 800. They're able to obtain a loan at 5.5% based on current interest rate at the time I'm recording this episode, and they're going to have a monthly mortgage of $2,271 for the next 30 years. Now let's look at Mr. and Mrs. Joneses. They're also trying to buy their dream house. However, they both are someone who often try to bite off a little bit more than they can chew. 
and often buy things on credit cards and miss payments because they were truly unable to purchase the things they so desperately wanted. They go into the bank and ask for the same $400,000 loan. The problem is that they have a credit score of 650. They were able to obtain a loan, but the bank said that they only qualify for a 7.5% interest rate. That is 2% higher than the Smiths. Now let's see how this affects their monthly payment. Each month, the Joneses are going to have to pay $2,796 for the next 30 years. Now, hopefully you're thinking, shoot, that's an extra $527 a month. Isn't that crazy? Solely based on their credit scores, they have to pay an additional $527 that the Smiths didn't have to pay. Now, that's crazy alone, but let's look at it over the next 30 years. They would have to spend $190,000 more. Now, that is a lot of ice cream cones. You are probably thinking, how can I ensure that I have good credit scores? Which is awesome because if you're at a young age or even still in school, you're at a perfect age to start ensuring that you are at a 780 to 850 credit rating percentages. There are actually five things that affect your credit score. The first, payment history. This shows whether you make payments on time, how often you miss payments, or how many days past due you have to pay your bills as well as how many recent payments you've missed. The second one is going to be amount owed. We generally call this utilization rate, which is just a fancy way of saying the total amount you can borrow versus the amount you actually borrow. And you want to try to keep this as low as possible. The third thing is length of credit history. The longer your history of making timely payments, the higher your score will be. Number four, credit mix. Having a mix of accounts, including installment loans, home loans, retail, and credit cards may also help improve your credit score. And last but not least, number five, new credit. If you opened a lot of accounts recently or apply to open a lot of accounts, it might suggest potential financial trouble and in turn lower your score. Each of these make up a different amount of your total worth. For example, the two largest effectors are payment history and amount owed, totaling over 60% of total impact. Now that you know how important good credit is and how to ensure you get good credit, if you are younger, keep up good practice. If you're older with bad credit, there's no problem. We all have things that have happened in our lives. It is just important that you recognize it and start to problem solve strategies on how to improve your score. This has been another bite-sized episode of Young Finances. I hope you have all learned something useful today. If you enjoyed this episode or any other, please consider giving it a five-star rating and review. And if you have something you would like to discuss or more information related to this episode, feel free to leave a comment. I love hearing from all my listeners.